before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and as always, I just want to thank you for inviting me into your home today. Now, before we dive into this super fun interview, I want to share a special quote that resonated with me, and it says, loss is real, parents pass, and hearts break, but the truth is that love never dies. Love lives on through us, not just in our memories, but through our actions and the choices that we make. In the way we live our lives, we can make a difference. And those words came to us from actress Roma Downey. Now, today I had the pleasure of sitting down with the amazing pair behind Thanks for Visiting. Annette and Sarah. And my friends, we are getting a sneak peek into the behind the scenes of the day-to-day of this amazing duo and how they work together. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Annette and Sarah. So today I am joined by probably the most famous dynamic duo in the short-term rental space, Annette and Sarah from Thanks for Visiting. OMG, thank you for being here with me. Of course. We're excited to be here with you and all your listeners. Yes. So fun. So I want to have probably a very different conversation with you than you are used to having. And thank you in advance for bearing with me. But I'd love to actually dive into a little bit about the inner workings of this fabulous dynamic duo. Before we jump into my questions, though, for anyone who might be newer and, you know, being introduced to you for the first time, talk to us a little bit about who each of you are and how you teamed up together to begin with. My name is Sarah Karakayan. And my story is ever since I was little, I wanted to be a Broadway star. I mean, I'm talking like three years old watching West Side Story and Sound of Music. And I was like, that's for me. And I dedicated my adolescence to becoming the best triple threat I could. Packed my bags, moved to New York City, did not look back when I was 21 years old and did the darn thing. And I did it up until I was, I'm 40 now. And I did it up until I was, what, 35, 36 when I moved to Ohio after creating a spreadsheet of a ton of places where my husband and I could start the next chapter of our lives, which is investing in real estate. And I discovered short-term rentals in 2010. I lived in New York City. And sometimes when you live in those bigger cities, you become privy to like the new, the new things that are coming out. And so I learned about Airbnb really early on. 
was working in a hotel because I had hung up the tap shoes and I had, I mean, I've been working in restaurants all my life. So I was like, wait a minute, I get to like have these homes that I own and also invite these short-term guests to come stay via this app. This is so cool. Like, and this is exactly what I'm good at. And so we had our first property in New York City. We fixed it up. We had guests for about three, four years, sold the property so that we could go buy more. And we just knew that New York City would be a lot longer of a wait to get to where we wanted to go. Anyway, moved to Columbus. And of course, the moment I get here, regulations, they start talking about regulations with short-term rentals. And I was like, what? I just moved here. Like I'm supposed to buy up all the properties and become like this big real estate mogul. What are you doing? Sat myself at the city council meetings, all three of them, to make sure my voice was heard, which listeners, that is a big part of your responsibility as short-term rental owner operators. And Annette sat next to me. And we'll get into the whole partnership, but that is really where it changed for, for me to go from you know New York City actor to, to real estate investor. And I'm going to tell one little part of her story that she left out because I love it. And I think it's... Um, it should be noted on the show between New York city and Ohio, Sarah and her husband also had a stint on an HGTV oh, show specifically for um, vacation rentals. And it was called beach flip. And that was another storied part of her um, expertise in the short-term rental space because she did some wonderful things on that property and made some mistakes on that property. And I think that's just important to know that that was, uh, she packed her bags with her husband and they went to, what's the beach in Alabama? Gulf Shores, Gulf Shores Alabama. To do that. So if you want to check that show out, you can, because it's just another <laughs> added bonus onto her uh, expertise here. But I placed myself strategically next to Sarah Caracane at that said short-term rental city council meeting. And my story is very different from Sarah's. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up <laughs> and I did what most people do. I went to college. I studied what I wanted to study, but I had always been in whether it's like restaurants, you know, I, I went my first job. I mean, I was a hostess and then a server, then a bartender, then a manager, then the GM. And then I did hotel work too and resort work. And I just, I've always loved being in front of people. My, my major was cultural anthropology. So it's just like people have I've always been in the business of people. And little did I know, though, once I left college and left the serving um, hospitality industry, I went into operations for two different two different organizations and really found my sweet spot there in, in running businesses, running behind the scenes, all of the HR, but sales marketing. I just I do smaller businesses. I like to stay there till about, I like to say like eight to 10 million, and then it's time for me to, to leave. But um, I like to see behind the scenes of things and help them grow. And my last business, it was time for me to go. <laughs> I, I like to say I, I got quit. Uh, we got to that over 10 million and that my sweet spot kind of sours at that point in time. I kind of like, wait, what do I do here now? And when I got quit from that job, I was like, wait a second, I don't want to have a job anymore. I want to like work for myself. I had no idea what that looked like. And I was like, wait a second, what's next? I need time to decide. And I wanted to, in that interim, be in the sharing economy. At that point in time, I had two decisions. I thought was I'm going to Uber or I'm going to do Airbnb. Well, I don't think anybody wants me driving them around. <laughs> I'm a pretty <laughs> slow driver. And then I was like, Airbnb. I'm like, well, I don't own any property. So how's that going to work? So I kind of was counting myself out on both of the sharing economies, but I don't ever count myself out. So I started, you know, brainstorming and brainstorming. And 
I was like, wait a second, I have a developer friend that has hundreds, now thousands, thousands of properties. I bet you he's got one or two. One at the time was all I was thinking about. And he was kind enough to, we partnered on it. And, and I was like, hey, let's do a short-term rental, see how it goes. Long story short, that first one went unbelievably well. The second one was up and running within three months for that. The third one, three months after that. The fourth one, three months up after that. He now has a very large short-term rental portfolio. He was all long-term rental. And as I was doing this, I um, couldn't believe the amount of people asking me how. You know, that was the number one thing friends, family, and straight anybody would ask me, acquaintances, was all about short-term rentals and Airbnbs. And I was like, wait a second, I can't do coffees anymore. Like I need to like bundle this. And I love podcasts. I'm like, I need to bundle this into information that can be distributed. And so I went to that city council meeting because also as a short-term rental host, I wanted to fight for my right to <laughs> for overnight stays. But I had been following Sarah on Instagram and I guess I can call it like Instagram stalking her. So I purposely sat next to her and asked her to be a guest on my podcast. And at that point in time, can you please tell them the name of it? It uh, brings me so much joy. It was the art of hosting and it was just me, but you will not find any of those episodes. They are archived (laughs) because... I was batching a lot of content before I brought it out and Sarah was one of my guests and I was like, no way, I'm not doing this without this girl. And I asked her if she wanted to partner with me and we still can't remember how I convinced her or twisted her arm, (laughs) but I interviewed her for my show, but it never, it never made the airwaves because I decided at that point in time, wow, I I really want to partner in this. And, And at that point in time, you know, I was, I didn't own real estate. I was partnering with someone on the properties and Sarah and her husband were fixing and flipping and, and they were doing their short-term rentals. So we had two very diverse mm-hmm. backgrounds. And I thought that would be so much more interesting for our listeners to have that point of view. And selfishly, I am a team player. Like I don't like to do things by myself. And so I was like, wait a second to be able to find somebody. And this is just a message for everyone listening I thought I was going to become friends with my guests. I had no idea that the all of the hosts from all over the world now are an unbelievable network of people that you want to be friends with. And when you get together, you can pretty much talk nonstop about all the things. And so that's kind of how our podcast and our relationship got started. And I'd like to just add, we were complete, total strangers. Like, we didn't even have one, like we maybe we had one person in common that actually told me to follow Sarah on Instagram. But I think that's an important part of our story for, for listeners out there is that you might have your biz bestie, your hosting biz bestie out there. You know, Sarah and I met later in life. And so you can still make um, really great friends and also business partners from being complete strangers. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I yeah. love it. So fast forward to today. I want to ask you a little bit about what does it look like behind the scenes? What does it, and let me pause and say today you have a podcast together. Mm -hmm. What else do you do together? Let me start there. Yeah, we have a podcast. We have a, an online community, a membership. We have a YouTube channel, which is completely different content than what we put out on the pod. We own real estate together. 
and we dream and scheme together because we're both, we've got ants in our pants and we can't just like <laughs> chill out. But so anything else that we have that I missed there? Our conference, our live oh, event. Oh yeah. We, it's okay. <laughs> giant live event that is, <laughs> that is keeping me up at night right now. So yeah, we, we have this little empire that we've built mm -hmm. together since we met in 2018. All with the premise to up-level what it means to be a host and help to professionalize and have a host come together so we can give amazing experiences to guests. So that's that's the root of that is up-leveling what it means to be a host. We like to call ourselves the voice for independent hosts. We are voices for people that run their own short-term rental. You know, it, it might be a second home or an investment property, but that's what we do. We bring it to, you know, the education to not the huge like vacation rental management um, companies. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so let's talk about a typical day. What does a typical day look like for Annette and Sarah? Yeah. Sure. Well, we probably have two different points of view of what this day looks like. But mm -hmm. for me, I have never, well, that's not true. I really enjoyed my life as a performer. And I mean, I would, you know, if I wasn't, if I was auditioning, I would work until three or four in the morning in New York, and then sometimes just go right to the audition center and, and, and audition. And so, and it wasn't hard to do that. I was like, oh my gosh, but like, I loved it because I loved the opportunity of getting that, whatever that next show I was going to get. Well, thanks for visiting is the same way for me. Like I really enjoy all the things that we're doing. So I really pop out of bed and I am like, I am not a slow morning person, drink my coffee and like listen to the birds chirp. I'm like, doing all the work. So I'm immediately thinking about how I cannot annoy Annette at seven in the morning <laughs> and getting organized on my own, but it might be checking emails. And those emails might be around like right now, um, securing sponsorships for our live event. It is, I, I run uh, my own short term rental company. And so I am getting my team together there and brainstorming about, okay, what are we doing? What are our own challenges in our short term rental business that I can bring to the things for visiting content that we, that we produce. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it's a, it's a Tuesday, every there Tuesday, we meet with our videographer and we create Instagram and YouTube content together based off of what we learn running our own rentals and learning from our members and the listeners who write in. And then Annette and I might have, you know, an hour videographing, is that a word? <laughs> and, and having a zoom call at three. And so we will go and grab a salad and dream about that next level that we want to take things. Or I'm not going to lie, we're scared because um, some, <laughs> we had a dip in sales or we are behind on getting a podcast guest on because some, right? Like we, or we're figuring out how to, how to overcome a challenge or mm -hmm. I'm having drama with an owner or a guest. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll take some time to just be friends as well, which is really lovely. Mm -hmm. And then I've recently forced myself to get back into taking care of myself because I was so in love with the work that we were doing that I wasn't stopping at all to like, I don't know, walk around the block or <laughs> put a vegetable in my mouth. So I am trying to be better about that now, but that's what my day typically looks like. Also maybe like fig figuring out that could we flip house on the side still too. And I don't know how I do all this stuff. So I'm also with my husband trying to, he's my other business partner and we're figuring things out there. So it's a lot of on the phone and in emails and that sort of thing. All right. How about for you, Annette? My day is different. I am a slower drink the coffee, but I have a routine too. The first thing that I do, I actually, um, I have a VA that I do meet with every single morning. And so that is immediately going in and checking 
we go over customer service and people that are writing in and asking questions and, you know, taking care of Sarah and I, we have a membership. So there are people in there that, you know, they have questions and concerns and there's constantly work to be done there. Like in our membership, we have a private Facebook group. We have coaching calls, you know, prepping for those and we have our coaches. So taking care of that. And then after that, just kind of planning the day, we, we all, we are creating some sort of content, I'd say daily that's scheduled out. And we just, Sarah and I are very goal oriented. So we are like, if it's on our schedule, we're doing it and getting it done. And so that's also something nice when you have a partner, we can hold each other accountable. And, and during our day, going through all the things, whether it be content, short-term rentals, we're coming, I mean, let's not lie, we're probably sending Zillow listings back and forth at some point in time. <laughs> and like, why aren't we buying this? What are we going to buy next? We should be doing more. There's, there's definitely a part of the day when we like yell at, not at each other, we yell at ourselves at like, we need to do better. We need to do more. Like <laughs> we're, we're Enneagram threes for anyone who's wondering. And then, then we'll have the part of the day where we're like, oh, we should celebrate something great. So we're pretty hard driving. And so if you are around us during the day, you will hear some sort of rant of us. Like we're either for you fail, fail, <laughs> do better. But then also pat ourselves on the back. Cause we're like, wait, we should be nicer to ourselves and like the, you know, not just motivate ourselves by being better. But really that whole, it's really surrounded and rooted it, our whole entire day. I can tell you this is hospitality, whether it is, let's say it's a guest staying in a property. It's one of our team members. It's one of our coaches. It's a customer service email. It's a podcast listener. It's a vendor that we work with. I mean, the amount of back and forth on a daily basis. And what's interesting is our business is doing air quotes here online, it is all about humans all day, mm -hmm. every day, whether we're in person, you know, we're not in person with them that often, but we are in the, we are in the human capital world all day long. And so really, if we went through that list of all of the different people that we interact with in our content, inside our Facebook group, all of that, it's, I'm actually getting a little overwhelmed in a, in a good way about it, because I think our message and, and our contact with people throughout the day is probably a lot more than we realize because mm -hmm. sometimes it is behind a screen. But yeah, it's it's always responding and an, a lot of answering questions. Like we started a new second um, episode of our podcast, which is just a hosting hotline to answer. There are just questions. I mean, just this morning, I answered six different questions. I was talking to my VA. I'm like, oh my gosh, this business is so awesome because there's like, there's a different person the different hour every single day with an amazing question because Sarah and I say this a lot. Every home and every guest and every owner, it's a snowflake. They are all different. <laughs> and so yep. that is why each day will continue to always be interesting because you cannot get a copycat day when you have when you're working with as many people as we are. But I also love that. I wouldn't want it to be like copycat days. Right. I love that. You know, I just actually had a conversation with someone recently and they were telling me about their new short-term rental portfolio and they're getting ready to launch their third property. And the fact that, you know, their first property has been live for about three weeks now. And she was mentioning about the fact that her whole business is automated and she's read a couple of books and she really feels like she's got this, right? And I wanted to just do a huge bear hug and tackle her and say, please let me love on you for a hot minute. 
but you, my friend, are going to experience some things that you do not know are coming down the pike yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So many unique situations that come up in this business. Oh, yeah. Before we hopped on this call, we just were on um, one of our coaching calls with with our members. And like, these hosts have been hosting for years, you know, multiple properties, like so many guests. And like, there's just a new you encounter something new every every guest every day. And it, and it might be a same situation, but the guest is different. So the response yeah. is different. The reservation is different. And yeah, it was like, Every and everyone on the call, I mean, we'll be honest about it. It was about a noise complaint. It was about a party. And like, it's like, okay, can we hear, do we really want to hear about it? And it's like, but there's something new with it because it was a different and not in listeners. It's not like everything's about parties, but it was like, well, we're, we do need to talk about this today because it did just have something like that just happened at their property, mm -hmm. you know? So it was like, we're going to continue. You're going to talk about laundry. You're never going to not talk about laundry. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff like you're going to talk about plumbing. You're going to talk about laundry. And yeah, if someone actually, Stacy, if you could reach out to that woman that has everything automated, if she can teach us how to automate laundry and making beds, we would like, we would like that. We would like that knowledge. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> like, Tell me how you're going to automate cleaning. Like I still, if there's a robot out there, let us know. But there is <laughs> lots of humans all the time and you cannot automate that type of stuff. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you in part by InHaven. You know, it seems obvious, but it's true. Guests feel more comfortable and are more likely to recommend your property when they feel like they're well taken care of. InHaven is your one-stop shop for hosting essentials like hypoallergenic sheets, luxe towels, durable kitchenware, and oh, my friends, do they have all the decorative accents. And all of InHaven's products will make your property feel like it's a true getaway for anyone that stays. Now, InHaven also makes shopping for your rental so much fun because it's so easy and way more affordable than driving all over town. Plus, sign up is free for all short-term rental hosts. And to say thank you for listening to my podcast, you can now get $50 off your first order. All you have to do is go to inhaven.com backslash sister, start shopping, and enter the code sister at checkout to snag your 50 bucks off. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And now let's get back into the podcast. All right. Next question for you. So many folks I know are afraid of partnering with other people. And, you know, some folks might be afraid in partnering with other, other folks in the realm of real estate investing. And, you know, I think of a real estate investment as a business, right? So you have, in my book, have to have defined rules and responsibilities and very clear boundaries and have an exit strategy before you ever begin. I'm curious what your thoughts are about why the partnership between the two of you works and what the secret ingredient is, if there is one. That's a really good question because obviously what worked for us may not, again, we're snowflakes ourselves. We, we quote, quote unquote, you know, had business dates leading up to it. Like there were, I'll never forget like the coffee date that I we had after the city council meeting. And I was like, oh, we were on the same page about so many different, like I, you can feel it, right? Like it's the same thing with 
a life partner, with a business partner. You just feel their synergy. And then for me, I'm not afraid to get vulnerable early on. And I also remember a, a sit down I had with Annette where I just kind of told her, I was like, you are the first person that I've spoken to who it doesn't seem like they're running from hard work and from knowing that this is going to be a big hill. And so I just took little clues like that of her continuing to show up and to be consistent. Maybe that's also it. Like seeing in your partner, the consistency they're bringing to the table, whatever that project is right now. Annette and I are actually going to like work with potentially like another married couple and my husband and Annette, like there's going to be five of us on a potential project. And that's actually one thing I've noticed about them is mm -hmm. they're consistent Agreed. with bringing, with being just as involved in a project and with putting the puzzle pieces together as I am. Mm -hmm. I am not the sole person keeping it, keeping the train running. And so when mm -hmm. I noticed that in Annette, I was like, oh, this is special. This she keeps, she, I call her, she calls me, right? Or I have an idea. She has an idea. I have a problem where I'm having a down moment and she's like there to like pick pick it up and pick me up and, 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 and vice versa. Hopefully you notice that too. Yeah. And so it's noticing those little human traits mm -hmm. that I think now is that foolproof? No, we all like no friendships and marriages that after so much time, like I didn't see this coming, whatever. And like you said, Stacy, it's making sure that you plan that exit before you get too far into that commitment and making sure it's as black and white. And if your partner should also want it to be incredibly black and white, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you shouldn't be afraid to have difficult conversations with those people. For example, actually, we got some feedback from this, an episode we did, Annette and I bought a townhome with her sister. And so we all own a third of the townhome together. And I had a question. I was like, well, what happens if like, you know, there's two family members and me, I'm new in this like world, in Annette's world. And of course, she's going to like have her sisters, sisters back. Up. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't. No, it's a good question. And yeah. it wasn't even that. It was like, what happens if, you know, I pass away so we dialed all that in and I just remember being, I was like, this is honestly, if I ask a question like this and either Annette or her sister have an issue with it, then that would have been a red flag. But of course it wasn't like, they're like, oh my gosh, let's make sure this is even more figured mm -hmm. out. And mm -hmm. that is another green flag of like, okay, this is going to be a healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to piggyback off what Sarah's saying. There are red flags. I have had some partnerships they've ended. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And if, if I was being honest with myself, there were red flags in the beginning, but I was so excited about the opportunity that I kind of pushed them down. And so I'm not surprised by them now, but I can say I had partnerships, agree partnership agreements in those situations. And so I think anyone should go into any project with the end in mind and how it does come to the end. And when you, you'll come to a point, I, I hope in your business and in life, where like talking that having those conversations, you pretty much don't want to do business with someone that's not going to have that conversation. Right. Like it, it becomes part of just like your checklist, you know, like, so it, right. it, it's not, if the person thinks the conversation is weird and you getting an attorney and me getting an attorney is weird, then that's, that's a, red, that's flag. a red flag, you know? So like we should have, we should have counsel here. We should have this stuff on paper and it's not, if it happens, it's when it happens, because even if you're gung ho about something, life changes, you know? And so that's where just defining some of those things. And I think that is um, being through some things like that, I can say, and just seeing how things actually settle at the end makes me confident in like not 
being scared of, of partnerships. But I think Sarah, she hit it on the head when like, you know, we didn't dive it. Yes. We had that conversation like on the podcast and went really well, but then like that after we had that podcast, I was like, Hey, do you want to go meet? Like, maybe we could do this together. Like we kind of, you know, dated, if you will, Mm -hmm. (laughs) business Mm -hmm. dated before diving in. But I will say like, once we did decide to dive in, it was very clear of like, okay, if we open an account, I'm going to put this amount of money in, you're going to put this amount of money in, like not being scared to have the money conversations too, because sometimes with Sarah and I, we can be, we can, we'll give some visibility here. Like, thanks for visiting. We put in equal amounts of money on that. Like the property that her and I own and my sister, we actually have different, different things on the cap table there. Some of, some of us brought X amount of dollars. Some of us brought some expertise. So we do have partnership. And the one that we're getting ready to start with the other couple, it isn't going to always be 50-50. And I'm like, those are things that we've agreed upon ahead of time. So talking Mm -hmm. about the numbers ahead of time, talking about the, the actual legal side of it, I think just clears it up. And I will say this for anybody in any sort of partnership, just having that openness to like when you're opening bank accounts, credit cards, anything like that, like everybody has access all the time. Like you, you look in, you dip in, you do that. Like there's never, and if you have any sort of partnership like that, where that isn't visible like that, like I can, I'm quote unquote, our CFO of thanks for visiting, but like Sarah has access to everything today, like all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of just like you would, you would ask that Stacy about how to divide and conquer the roles. We can say in the beginning, we did not, we're, this is still a work in progress. We didn't know what the roles were going to be and they're different in our different aspects of our business, but we're just kind of, we work on our strengths too. Sure. So I think that's important too, is kind of talking to your partner about what your strengths are, what you like to do. And obviously we all, we always can't do what we like to do. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take on some of the stuff to make it happen. And seeing when Annette, like I'll see when Annette, I'm like, oh, Annette doesn't like doing that. Or Annette is doing it because she wants to be a good partner, but you know, this is not her. And just being that also being a good partner too, not just ex- expecting your partner to be awesome at being a partner, but you too. And so taking those things off their plate and I can notice Annette doing that for me. And and that's another green flag. So mm-hmm. partnerships are amazing. You want to like Annette and I want to go crazy far. And we even know the two of us can't get us to where we want to go. Like we've got to make sure that we can bring more people in and 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 continue to to brainstorm. But partnerships and, are awesome and you should not be afraid of them. It's really about and your spidey senses. It is. And I will say this is it's extremely important. And I don't want to not bring it up is, you know, I'm single. Sarah has a husband and he is he's our third partner. Like he is our biggest cheerleader. He is our third partner. He is our um, Uber driver to the airport when we need to get there. So I, I will be very honest. Like you do need to know your partner's spouse or, or their, your partner's partner, they will be a part of your lives. So Mm -hmm. I think it's also very important to know them. Does your relationship have to be the same with them? Absolutely not. But like, you know, I spend a lot of time with Sarah. So obviously I'm, I spend a lot of time with her husband and I enjoy that, but I'm just saying like, be aware too. like, you're going to partner with your partner's partner, (laughs) you know, and and be aware, like there are financial decisions that impact your partner and your partner's partner. So at, at the end of the day, all these partnerships are about money. Let's just get it out there. And so the money conversations need to take place yes. often. And that could go sideways really quick on a lot of partnerships. And so that is where 
Sarah and I practice profit first. We'll put that out there. And, you know, her and I having that conversation about that, because I, I, I would have been in a part of a few businesses that we were grinding really hard for a long time and we were putting all the profits back into the business. And that should have been a red flag for me because my earning potential was stifled. But my partner was very clear that all the money was going to go back into the business. And so I should have seen that red flag. Like, Hey, I'm not going to, that money's not going to, I'm going to make that money at the end of the day, not during the time period. And I don't want that to happen anymore. And I was very honest with Sarah about that. So I think the money conversations, sure. what you're going to do about profit, what is that? Like Sarah and I kind of have a, we have a spending threshold of like, Hey, if it's this amount of money, you go ahead. But most investments in our properties together, in, in our business together, we have a conversation about it. And that's any partner in your life of like, hey, how are we going to deal with all these finances? And not just this month, but next month. And we have budget meetings and you know forecasting meetings and dreaming meetings about that. But we make sure that our dreams are in alignment with, with the financial side. Yeah. I think that the point about having the money conversation is so critical because candidly, a lot of people feel icky or they feel weird about mm -hmm. talking about money. And to your point, it is so important to understand <laughs> how money is going to be managed, what you're going to do with your profits, what expectations are for cash calls or, you know, what, yeah, but, right. what if there is a profit? Like, Hey, like what if we have a down month? Are you ready to pony up and put right. this in? Right. I mean, that's, that is where I, man, I will tell you that is, ex this is the exact spot that I would stop a partnership, especially like, let's talk if you're getting into a short-term rental, like what if you have a quarter, a year, like Sarah and I are properly, like we have, we have, we decided on the, a particular property. This is a long-term play. Like you got to mm -hmm. talk about not only the money, but the timing of the money, Yep. you know, it's like, well that, cause I think we can all get very excited about things, but I'm just here to tell, I mean, I, I'm a, I am a very rose colored glasses, but it is a lot harder to like money doesn't money does grow on trees, but like <laughs> there is like, there's work that's involved in it and there are going to be ups and downs and like being prepared, being prepared for that. But also for me, it's, it's okay. If you have to have a money conversation, what do you feel like as, as, as yourself going to your partner or your potential partner about the conversation. If you are nervous, timid, not sure what to say, I think that is also a red flag with Annette. Like I can be vulnerable, honest, all those things, excited because I know that it's not going to be this one-sided conversation. She's going to bring her energy and her ideas. We're both scrappy. So I think when you go to have those conversations, if you're nervous, unless it's your first time and you're like sussing it out, that's also going to tell you whether or not this potential partnership is going to be a good fit for you. Because I get excited when we have issues or problems or challenges or when we're in an up, up and up. Like I know that we're gonna we're gonna figure it out, and yep. you have to be there because partnerships aren't going to be amazing the entire time. Hire a bookkeeper. <laughs> And a CPA. Like, I know. I think that's the thing too, is like, I actually think that should be probably the first person that you hire in any partnership. It's just so helpful to have that third party looking at the numbers. And if oh, yeah. it isn't, and if, if, it, if it's your partner's strong suit, fine. But I think that also brings a level of, oh, someone, there's some other oversight happening. Mm -hmm. Cause I have seen, you know, you, you talked about it, Stacey, there have been some times where I, I know partnerships go sideways because maybe someone fell on hard times and they're like, I'm going to use this money for a little bit, but I'll pay it back. But if you mm -hmm. have that like third, third party overlooking that type of stuff, you just kind of know that that's not, that's not going to happen if you have that 
another set of eyes on it every month. Love it. Okay. I'm going to shift gears and ask you, what is the most valuable lesson you've learned from working together? You look stumped. (laughs) Well, well, you said one, so we were really going to think. I know. There's a laundry list, but I can say I would never be on video. I would never be. I mean, I was trying to do my voice on the podcast, but had like hindsight 2020 partnering with someone that is a (laughs) professionally trained actor has really helped me with that confidence and consistency where it is like it is in Sarah's blood to create and perform and to to be in front of the camera and in front of the microphone. If I would have chose someone else, I would not be talking to you today. So that was I not calculated at all, but that ended up being one of the most valuable things about our relationship is she she helps me in, in somewhere where I would have just not participated. Yeah. Or it, or it would have been really, really difficult for me. I would have not stayed consistent. I would have probably, you know, bailed out not having someone to kind of lift me up and, and lead that charge. Yeah. And I'm thinking about things that I learned. Like there are things that I knew to be true with a solid partnership that I wasn't getting from other partnerships. And that's why we weren't growing. But that I knew that. So and consistency, I'm telling you, is like the key. <laughs> But what I didn't know was as an Enneagram three and an ex performer where I got told no seven times a day and oftentimes I had to talk myself off of a cliff, it is that celebrating is, I'm like kind of rolling my eyes right now because it's true, but I hate that it's true, <laughs> is that celebrating the little moments really does make a difference because then I start training myself to think like, oh, like what I am doing is making an impact and and everything is okay if you keep showing up and if you have the right foundation and message that you want to get out there because I am such a a perfectionist and I want everyone to, I'm going to admit, I want everyone to like me. I want to help everyone. I want to have the right answer all the time. And if I don't, I really could beat myself up over it. And so again, Annette brought that to the table of like, being that mirror for both of us and what we're doing and reminding me that life is 50-50. It's not always going to be those things. And honestly, that's it's better that way. And to to celebrate all, not even just the little things, like the big things that I didn't even see were big. Yeah. <laughs> I could sit here and talk to you all day long. I want to move into what I like to refer to as the lightning round. Well, let's do it. And I'm going to ask you the same questions ask you to answer with the very first thing that comes to mind. Okay. First question. Where is your favorite place to vacation? Annette. Ooh, I'd say St. John. <gasps> I feel so honored. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was like, Annette, I, that- wait, I didn't even mean to do that. That's yeah. Cheers to me. Well done, Annette. You can pay me later, Stacey. Okay. <laughs> really? Not- oh, my God. So amazing. Oh, okay. Up, uh, okay. How about you, Sarah? Uh, I don't know if it's an exact location, but I was just saying beachfront. And I want to be with people, like my friends and cocktails. Beach, cocktails, right. friends. Wait, I need to know, Stacey, has anybody else ever said St. John? <laughs> yes, they actually have. I had okay. someone recently. Yes. So <laughs> I'm feeling a trend coming on. I love it. I, again, feel so honored. (laughs) All right. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit? Sarah. South of France. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
the Amalfi Coast. My family's there right now and I'm not. So I think I'm just jealous. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. What's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you started out in this adventure together? Mm. Annette. Profits are better than wages. So just always staying focused on, on, on the profit and not wanting to run back to some like job with a salary. Mm. Not that I want to do that, but always just keeping that, like always keeping profits and building things at the forefront in, 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 in everything that we do. Love that. <laughs> that if I do relinquish control, things will still be great. <laughs> so. You should see, she's like, she's like death grip. Yeah. She's like her. She's all clenched up right now. Even saying that it was amazing. (laughs) Listen, I can be honest. It's fine. I love it. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Sarah. Oh, wow. Be first. So I'm going to go the Sarah route and just say buy land. They're not making any more of it. Like, because I do, I, I I love the business building and all that, and that's great. But I also just recently I've had this just like I got it. I met Annette and all these things because of wanting to build wealth for my family through real estate. And yeah, I just especially with all the technology that's coming, we we all need a place to live. So perfect. Okay, how about you, Annette? Oh, this is this one's hard. That's for, hard. Yeah, that's a hard one. Hard. Um, this is the best piece of advice I've probably got, and I'm still not paying attention to it. So maybe me putting it out there will help me is that I already have everything I need, like inside of me. I don't need more confidence. I don't need more education. I don't need more money. Like I have everything I need exactly with who I am right now. And that I think, I think there's probably a lot of um, women listeners out there that can like feel me on that, but that I want to continue. I've heard that and I need to continue to, to live that though. Girl. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) When, you know, not to bore you with my personal story, but when I was kind of trying to figure out how I was going to leave the corporate world and I term it as walking my life back, I would go out on a daily walk and I would listen to podcasts and think and, you know, brainstorm with myself. But one of my mentors has that same you know, advice, like you already have this inside of you, you don't need anything extra. And I kept thinking like, what in the heck are you talking about? You know, but it's so true. Once you really actually embrace that, it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Like Sarah, we can be on it. Like this week we were having some challenges and we're like, well, do we hire this person? Who do we get to help? And we're like, wait a second, we need to sit down with ourselves. We know the answers to our questions. We're trying to leverage and think other people would know the answer better. And it's like, no one's going to know the answer better than we will. And so sometimes it's just like, but we want other people to help. <laughs> they have the answer. Their answer is better. But <laughs> oh, Yeah, for sure. I love it. All right. Last question. What is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? Annette. My dad. Why do you say that? Tell me about that, you guys. I know. I don't know. I talked to him earlier today. And my mom's in the Malfi Coast, you know, having living living her um, good life with the other half of my family. So he's just awesome. He taught me hard work because it does matter. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I'm so consistent. So mm-hmm. my mom's awesome too, but my dad's who came to mind today. So okay, <laughs> all right. She gets a lot of shine. <laughs> Mary Jane does. <laughs> she does. Um, I'm gonna say my husband because. That man has always let me be the woman I am. And we, he and I are different. We operate differently. And I mean, 
Annette and I will have 12 hour days and like eight of them are working. And then four of them are maybe sitting at a bar eating pizza. (laughs) And he just knows that I need that in my life. And when I was acting, I would be out until five in the morning and then off that man, like lets me be the woman I am. But we both want to meet Barbara Corcoran. So if anybody out there... Oh, girl, you are speaking my language I'm just now. Putting it out there. Oh my God, what if we could say that? Like, oh, we're grateful for Barbara because she was our mentor. <laughs> so cool. All right. So, if I might, I think you both have something very special coming up this fall. Yes. Talk to us about that. Well, I know it's a conference, but give us the scoop, give us the yeah. lowdown. Well, you know, we earlier in the episode, we talked about just how we met at a live, like, well, live event. We met at a city council meeting, but we, we just cannot like explain the energy that comes alive when you get a bunch of hosts in a room together. And we did it last year in Las Vegas um, with our listeners and our members and just amazing hosts from all over the country. And we are doing it again this year. We are bringing it to our hometown, Columbus, Ohio, and Again, we are making two two and a half days of up-leveling what it means to be a host. This is for host by host. And we want you to not only come and learn, but be able to network and take some time for your help yourself as a host because sometimes we don't focus on hosting as our business. And it's a time to, you know, take make that professional um, trip for yourself to work on your hosting business. So Sarah, you want to give a little bit of details and we have an offer for all of your yes. listeners too, because we want to meet them. And that's going to make sure you party and network and take time for yourself. And, and Sarah's going to have you learn and take notes. I'm going to have you learn and take <laughs> notes. And so you can get, that's why we work. We're like a little bit of both worlds. We're going to go over how to do paid ads on Facebook and Instagram for owner operators, small businesses, like Mm -hmm. tiny budgets in mind, we get you. We're going to do deal analysis and why data is so important in our industry. We're going to talk bookkeeping. We're going to talk universal design. So that is being open to people of all abilities and all needs in their stays and really thinking about that when you're designing. We're going to do um, a lot of panels and mm-hmm. so people can um, hear a multitude of voices. We are going to do some amazing games and giveaways mm-hmm. and just networking, networking, networking. Our hope is not only are you working on your biz, but as Sarah and I being business partners and meeting at you know an event in person, we hope that people are meeting their next business partner, the next person that they're going to purchase some real estate with. So as an invitation, Stacey, we want to offer all of your listeners $100 off of their ticket if they use the code SISTER when yeah, they baby. check out. If they go to TFVCon as in TFE conference, tfecon.com. Use that coupon code. Sarah and I would love to meet you in person and love to introduce you to hosts from all over the country. Love that. Thank you so much for that gracious offer. And thank you both for being here with me. It's been so fun to talk to you as always. Oh no, thank Thank you, you, Stacey. Stacey. Now, before you go, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. I know I might sound like a broken record, but we have 40,000, over 40,000 women in there who eat, sleep, breathe, and talk about short-term rentals each and every day and support one another in a kind and loving way. 
Just one hour ago, Brenda Dursk posted in the group. She says, ladies, I have learned so much in the last 24 hours from all of you. I'm in multiple Facebook groups, but none of them are as knowledgeable, generous, and friendly as y'all are. This is a safe place for those of us who are new to come and ask questions and learn valuable information from your experience. Thank you. Well, Brenda, I am so grateful to have a community of amazing women who support one another and seeing your words brings music to my ears. Seaward Davis commented, this is definitely the best of the STR groups. They can get wild real fast. I always feel like I get the most help and the kindest help here. Seaward, I'm so glad to hear those thoughts as well. So if you are not in the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group, my friends, you need to jump inside. Feel free to go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash female STR investors. And with that, I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you very soon. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of, and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash webinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance, and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.